I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Melchizedek Priesthood. This is part six of the series. So then who would be next in line to be the next Melchizedek priest and the representative of the kingdom of God on earth after Jacob would be his firstborn, which would be Reuben. However, we see in the life of Reuben that he did not hold up the responsibilities and duties of a Melchizedek priest, of a firstborn, in one of the ways that you could be not responsible is this office you could be unfaithful to because of sexual sin. And Reuben lost his place because of sexual sin. In Genesis chapter 35 verse 22 it is written, And it came to pass when Israel dwelt in that land that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah his father's concubine and Israel heard it. Genesis chapter 49 verses 3 and 4. And this is the prophecy as a result that Jacob gave to Reuben. He said, Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, you shall not excel, because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it, and he went up to my couch. In the Midrash Genesis 98.4, we see it explained here that Reuben was entitled to have the position and place of a king, priest, and firstborn, that is the office of the Melchizedek priesthood. As it says, Reuben, you are my firstborn, Genesis chapter 49, verse 3, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. The birthright should have been yours. The priesthood should have been yours. The royalty or kingship should be yours. But it is not now that you have sinned in this sexual manner. So now we can also see how Reuben failed in his place and his position in Genesis chapter 37 verses 19 and 20 and verse 22, where here Reuben conspires to throw his brother Joseph in a pit. And they said one to another, behold, this dreamer comes, referring to Joseph. 
Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit. And so being the firstborn of the family, it was Reuben's responsibility to not only in receiving ultimately in it being appointed to him to have the double blessing, which would allow him to have the means if somebody in the family departed from the family and became poor and to bring them back into and to restore them unto the family. And if the situation called for it, he was not only to have the means and spend to redeem someone of the family, but if the situation called for it, to lay down his life to bring redemption and or reconciliation within his family. So rather than laying down his life for his brother, he permits the selling of his brother and throwing him into a pit. So he's failing in his duty and his responsibility. So let's summarize this. Reuben is the firstborn of his family and Reuben failed to be his brother's keeper. He did not save Joseph from being sold and thrown into a pit. And also Reuben failed and he lost his firstborn blessing because of sexual sin against his father. So now in the next part of the teaching, we're going to examine in great detail Joseph's life and see that Joseph was given the blessing of the firstborn. And we begin in Genesis chapter 35, verse 24, naming the sons of Rachel, Joseph and Benjamin. Now in Genesis chapter 37, verse 3, we see that Joseph was given a coat of many colors, as it is written. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. Now this coat represented within the family the office in place of a Melchizedek priest being a king, priest, and firstborn. And normally this office goes to the oldest in the family who ultimately is faithful to the kingdom of God and to live the Torah and to teach others the Torah as well. In Genesis chapter 37 verses 5 and 6, we are told that Joseph has a dream. And Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it to his brothers. And as a result, they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. And the reason why the brothers hated Joseph is because Joseph was not the oldest in the family. And it's particularly the firstborn in the family who is given the blessing and has the responsibilities for the family. In Genesis chapter 37 verses 7 and 8 it is written, And behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obedience to my sheaf. And his brethren said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words, because 
beginning with Reuben, there were brothers of Joseph that were older than him that would have had this place of rulership within the family. And they desired it. They wanted it. It was a place of honor as well as responsibility. And when the brothers of Joseph were seeing that he was making the claim that being younger than some of his brothers, that his older brothers was going to bow to him and Joseph was going to have that place of rulership within the family, it would dishonor the older brothers. And so therefore they hated Joseph as a result of this. And then in Genesis chapter 37 verses 9 and 10, it is written, and Joseph dreamed another dream and told it to his brethren and said, behold, I've dreamed another dream. And the sun and the moon and the 11 stars made obedience to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream that you've dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to you in the earth? Joseph's coat of many colors represented him receiving the birthright blessing. Genesis chapter 37, verse 19 and verse 23. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer comes. And it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren that they stripped Joseph of his coat, his coat of many colors that was with him. And so in doing this, the brothers were making a statement that you, you are not going to be the firstborn over us. Now, from the Midrash Rabbat Numbers 4.8, we can see the significance of why Joseph was wearing this coat of many colors and what it represented. Adam was the world's firstborn. When he offered his sacrifice, as it says, and it pleased the Lord better than a bullock that has horns and hoofs. Psalm chapter 69, verse 31. He donned high priestly garments, as it says. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Genesis chapter 3 verse 21. They were robes of honor which subsequent firstborn used or wore. So let's summarize this part of the teaching. Joseph wore a coat of many colors. This indicated that he would receive the blessing of the firstborn. In Joseph's dream given to him by the God of Israel, it indicated that he would rule over his brothers, thus receiving the blessing of the firstborn. The blessing of the firstborn and ruling over his brothers indicated that Joseph would be faithful to his task and calling, because if you were unfaithful, you could lose the rank and the position. Because Joseph was prophesied to receive the firstborn blessing, it indicated that the firstborn son to his father from his brothers would be found not worthy to receive this blessing. Once again, Reuben conspired to throw Joseph in a pit. Genesis chapter 37 verses 19 and 20 and verse 22. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer comes. Come now therefore and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And Reuben said, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit. And from being cast in the pit, it set up a series of events that caused Joseph to go to Egypt. Genesis chapter 39 in verse 1, it is written, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt in Potiphar, an officer, a pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him 
of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And so we're going to see examples in Egypt of Joseph's faithfulness in being given and it being prophesied unto him that he would have the place and the position of firstborn and receive the blessing of the firstborn within his family. Genesis chapter 39, verse 2 and verse 4. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. And we see that not only is Joseph faithful to serve, which is one of the responsibilities of a firstborn, you must use your place and position to serve others, but Joseph resists sexual sin. Genesis chapter 39, verse 7 and verse 10. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. So Joseph is being faithful to serve. Joseph is resisting sexual sin. He's showing his faithfulness to the prophesied role of being the firstborn in the family, yet in doing so, in his faithfulness, he's falsely accused. Genesis chapter 39, verses 16 and 17. And she laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which you have brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. And as a result, Joseph is going to go through sufferings for righteousness sake. Joseph did that which was right in resisting sexual sin, but because he's falsely accused, he's going to suffer for being righteous. Genesis chapter 39 verses 19 and 20. And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did your servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. And so now, rather than Joseph being mad at the God of Israel, because even though Joseph was trying to be faithful to the God of Israel, he is falsely accused and he gets persecuted. So instead of blaming the God of Israel because of his situation, Joseph remains faithful faithful in the prison. Genesis chapter 39 verses 21 and 22 it is written, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. And Joseph did not try to bring glory and honor unto himself. We can see this in Genesis Genesis chapter 41, verses 15 and 16. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I've dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have 
heard say of you that you could understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And so when the opportunity arose for Joseph to say, see, it's me, he gave honor and glory to the God of Israel instead. So as a result of Joseph's faithfulness through suffering, he gets elevated, he gets rewarded, and he becomes the ruler over Pharaoh's house. Genesis chapter 41 verses 39 and 40 it is written, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Forasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is none so discreet and wise as you are. You shall be over my house, and according unto your word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than you. So Joseph is a prophetic spiritual picture of Yeshua who is faithful over his father's house and Yeshua is second in authority in the kingdom of his father, only his father having greater authority than him. So let's summarize what we've learned here in looking at Joseph's life. Number one, in Egypt, Joseph demonstrates character traits of a faithful firstborn son and the responsibility of being a redeemer for the family. Joseph is faithful to serve others. Joseph resists sexual sin. Joseph gives glory to the God of Israel and doesn't try to bring glory to himself. And Joseph suffers for righteousness sake. As a result, the favor of the God of Israel was with Joseph. And because of Joseph's faithfulness in the favor of the God of Israel, Joseph became ruler over all Egypt under Pharaoh. So Joseph's life is an example of one who is faithful in the office of a firstborn. He serves others. He suffers for righteousness sake. He doesn't bring glory to himself. And we're going to see when he has the opportunity, he is going to be used to bring deliverance to his family. He's going to play the role of a redeemer. So let's continue to look at these things. Because of famine, the nations buy grain from Joseph in Egypt. Genesis chapter 41 verse 57. And all countries came to Egypt to Joseph to buy corn because the famine was so sore in all lands. And we see then that because of the famine that was in the land of Canaan, that Jacob instructs his sons to buy grain in Egypt. Genesis chapter 42 verses 1 and 2. Now when Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt, Jacob said unto his sons, Why do you look one upon another for food? And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get you down there and buy for us from there that we may live and not die. And so when the brothers go to Egypt to buy food, 
Benjamin does not go to Egypt with his brothers. Genesis chapter 42, verses 3 and 4, it is written, And Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy corn in Egypt. But Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with his brethren, for he said, lest peradventure mischief befall him. When the brothers go to Egypt, Joseph recognizes his brothers, but they do not recognize him. Genesis chapter 42, verse 8, it is written, and Joseph knew or recognized his brethren, but they did not recognize him. Here, Joseph is a prophetic foreshadowing of Yeshua, the Messiah, and that he came at his first coming to perform the work of redemption on behalf of the nation of Israel and the world, but his brethren, the Jewish people, did not recognize Yeshua as being the Savior of Israel, neither the Savior of the world. And Joseph accuses his brothers of being spies. So he's putting them to a test to see whether they have a change of attitude from the days when they sold Joseph into and cast him into a pit. And so this is also a task of a redeemer is to bring a sinner to repentance. And ultimately, this is what Joseph is going to do. He wants to see redemption and reconciliation with his brothers, which will come through a heart of repentance by the sinner. Genesis chapter 42, verses 9 and 10, it is written, And Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them and said unto them, You are spies. And they said unto him, No, my lord, but to buy food are your servants come. Genesis chapter 42 verses 13 and 14 it is written, And they said, Your servants are twelve brethren, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is no longer of us. And Joseph said unto them, That is it that I spake unto you, saying, You are spies. And Joseph requests to see his younger brother Benjamin in Genesis chapter 42, verse 15. Hereby you shall be proved whether you are spies or whether you have proper heart intent. By the life of Pharaoh, you shall not go forth hence, except your younger brother come here. And so in order to guarantee that the brothers would return back to Egypt to see Joseph Joseph keeps Simeon behind. And in Genesis chapter 42, verse 19, it is written, If you be true men, let one of your brethren be bound in the house of your prison. Go ye, carry corn for the famine of your houses. And they took from them Simeon and bound him before their eyes. And so when the brothers go back, we see that in conversation with their father Jacob, that that Reuben is going to tell his father he's going to pledge the life of his sons rather than himself if they go back to Egypt and something happens to one of the brothers. Genesis chapter 42 verses 36 to 
28. And Jacob, their father, said unto them, Joseph is not, and Simeon is not, and you are going to take Benjamin from me as well. All these things are against me. And Reuben spake unto his father, saying, Slay my two sons, if I bring him not to you. And he said, My son shall not go down with you. And so once again, Reuben is failing in his task and his responsibilities as a firstborn. He not only committed sexual sin against his father, he not only permitted one of his brothers to be sold and cast into a pit, but here, instead of being willing to lay down his life on behalf of another, Reuben wants to give the life of his sons. Well, that's going to conclude part six of the series on the subject, the Melchizedek Priesthood. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.